Hey listeners, thank you so much for clicking play on Nat Theo. I want to make sure you know about our March geology giveaway. It goes along with our newest episode, How is a Geode Made? And you can enter to win a geode cracking kit and a beautiful picture book called If You Find a Rock. Enter to win at erinlinum.com slash giveaway. Welcome to the Nat Theo Podcast, where we explore nature, the Bible, and what both of them show us about our Creator God, who made this wild and wonderful world. I'm Erin Lynham, Master Naturalist, Bible teacher, and author, and I am so excited to explore God's Word and His created world with you. Hi, listeners. Before we get into today's super fascinating conversation about climate change, I want to answer one of your questions. Last episode, we talked about monarchs and milkweed and how the monarch caterpillar has learned how to survive on a toxic plant by cutting toxins off at their source. And some of you had a great question and asked what I mean by learned. First off, what I don't mean by learned is evolution. Evolution is the theory that one kind of animal can change into another kind of animal, but God's word says otherwise. Genesis 1:24, God said, "Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds." Animals always produce after their own kind and don't change from one species to another. So what did I mean by learned? What I meant is the idea of changing or adapting because of your surroundings. Think about if you lived in Siberia, where it's super cold, and you moved to Phoenix, Arizona, where it can be really warm and hot. Well, you would have to change some things about the way you live, right? You'd have to learn how to do well in those new surroundings. And God has given animals the ability to do that also. And so when sin entered the world, and it broke our planet in a whole lot of ways, including the introduction of toxins and poisons, the monarchs needed to learn and adapt how to live and survive in that new condition, and God gave them the ability to do so. I thought that was such a great question, and it leads into our conversation for today, a changing earth. Have you ever heard the term climate change? Climate change refers to big changes in our Earth's temperatures and the weather patterns that we see. Today, we're going to look at one, is climate change happening? And two, what does the Bible say about climate change? But first, have you or anyone that you know ever experienced a natural disaster? Maybe it was a tornado or an earthquake or a tsunami or a wildfire. In 2020, the largest wildfire in Colorado's written history burned a few miles from my home. You guys, we experienced that fire for three months long. It grew to be over 200,000 acres big, and there were days where we couldn't even go outside because of the choking smoke. And the skies, they looked like they were bruised. They were orange and gray. And I kid you not, ash felt like snow on some days. We had these piles of ash in our driveway and on our vehicles. 
And during that time, we kept hearing so many people saying, well, you know, it's because the earth is warming up. And my kids had questions about that. And maybe you have questions about climate change too. I hope today's lesson answers some of those questions. And if you have more questions, please reach out by email and I would love to discuss this more. I'll put that link in today's show notes. And if your parents have questions about climate change and what God says about it and how to have those conversations, have them pick up a copy of my brand new book that released last week called Rooted in Wonder, Nurturing Your Family's Faith Through God's Creation. In it, I explore this topic in depth and help parents to have these conversations and know how to really wrap their minds around climate change and what God says about it. And we were so excited to see the book hit the number one bestseller in the creationism category last week. So you can pick that up on Amazon or wherever you buy books or on my website. Okay, first, is climate change happening? I actually believe that climate change began in the Garden of Eden. Like I mentioned earlier, when sin entered the scene, our planet became broken. In Genesis 3, 17 to 18, after Adam and Eve sinned, God told Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. Have you ever cut yourself on a thorn, maybe as you're handling a rose bush or climbing a tree, or had a thistle stick into your clothes like Velcro? It might not seem like a huge deal. But in this verse, it actually represents a whole lot more. It wasn't only thorns and thistles that entered nature, but things like disease and drought or long periods without any rain and famine when not enough food is growing. The climate was changing because of sin and the brokenness of our planet. Have you ever heard the story of Noah's Ark and the flood that covered the whole earth? So God sent this massive flood, this global flood, and that's a whole nother story for another day and another episode. But for this conversation, what we need to know is this. After that global flood, there would have been the largest climate change event in Earth's history. The planet's landscape was rearranged and changed in massive ways. And it took hundreds of years for things to begin settling down. In fact, we think that some of the things, the storms and the natural disasters we're seeing, that they could still be wakes of this huge global flood. The earth could still be settling down. You see, earth has been changing since the Garden of Eden. But what about recent climate change? Why is this such a hot topic recently? And is the earth rapidly warming up? You know, it seems like earth is warming up. We see that in science, but it's not the first time that this has happened. There was another time in earth's history where things heated up even more than we're seeing them right now. And that time lasted for about 400 years. It was between 800 and 1200 AD. You see, our planet has so many cycles and rhythms, and changing temperatures might be a part of those cycles and rhythms. Now, it's true that Earth is warming up a bit quicker than it used to be. From the year 1880 to 1980, so a 100-year span, 
the temperature of land and oceans rose a total of 1.3 degrees Fahrenheit. Have you ever been outside on a hot day? Did you notice the exact moment when the temperature turned from 92 degrees to 93 degrees? Probably not. It's not that big of a change. Now, since 1980, the speed of the rising temperatures has increased to double. It's still not that huge of a jump, but enough that we should pay attention. But remember, Earth heated up for 400 years before, and that came before the burning of fossil fuels, which many people today say is causing the increase in temperatures. So it seems that Earth can warm up without fossil fuels burning. It has done it before, and it might be natural changes in our planet. Fossil fuels might play a small part, but we shouldn't jump to conclusions before looking at the facts. You see, this conversation is often filled with false information, alarm, and fear. But God doesn't want us to live in fear. You know what? All throughout his word is, he says, fear not, do not be afraid. So let's look at what God in his word, the Bible says about climate change. Wait, what? The Bible talks about climate change? It does. We already saw how the earth was changed in Eden and after the worldwide flood. In the books of Isaiah and Revelation, we see that our planet has an end date. You see, God is so kind and he is so gracious and he wants a great life for us. And he has so much in store for us beyond a broken planet. He is a God who makes all things new. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says that God has placed eternity in the human heart. At our core, in the deepest part of us, we know that there is more than what we see here on earth. Listen to this in Revelation 21, 1 and 5. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. This is such a great word of hope for us that we can look around and we don't have to be afraid at what we see going on on our planet because we know that God has so much more in store for us. We don't know exactly what this new earth will look like, but I like to picture it like this planet, but with nothing broken, no pain, no disease, no natural disasters, and with so much more beauty. Think about everything that has gone extinct. Maybe all those things will be back when God makes all things new and even more, maybe even more colors and textures and flavors and aromas and sounds. Can you imagine? I am pretty glad that we won't always be on this broken planet, but we'll get to experience all things made new. Now, even though earth has an end date, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't take care of it. God made so many beautiful things in nature, and we should protect them and enjoy them as long as possible. Why? Because God calls everything he made good, and because he gives us really important and fulfilling work in taking care of nature. 
In Genesis 2.15, God placed Adam in the garden to work and keep it. Those words, work and keep, mean to safeguard, protect, and nurture. And when we protect what God has made, we have more evidence in nature for showing others just how creative and wonderful God is. We're going to talk about that more on a future episode and this idea of caring for or stewarding God's planet. But for now, did you know that this Saturday is Earth Day? How about we take a biblical approach to Earth Day by doing something fun and helpful to care for God's creation? Here are a few ideas that you can run with. One, clean up your park or a natural area. We have a little spot we like to walk to that's along a creek, and we notice there's a lot of trash there, so we're going to go clean that up. Or two, buy or build and hang a birdhouse. It's nesting season, and birds are looking all over for a good place to lay their eggs so you can provide that for them. Or three, clean up old fishing line around a pond, lake, or river. Because it's nesting season, birds are looking for materials to build their nests with, and sometimes they'll find fishing line left by fishers along lakes or rivers, and when they use that fishing line, they often get tangled up in it, and they can even die from it. So this is one way you can really help out God's creation of the birds by cleaning up that fishing line and throwing it away. Okay, friends, we covered a lot today. If I can leave you with one thought, it would be this. Do not be afraid. When it comes to the future of our planet, you can have peace knowing that Jesus, who once calmed a raging sea with his words, is still in control of our planet today. And further, God is making all things new. He has incredible plans and you are a part of those plans. Hey listeners, this is Erin. We would love to get this podcast to more listeners so they can discover God out in nature. You can help us do that by following, rating, and reviewing. If you're listening on Apple, please make sure to follow the podcast and leave us a rating and review. And wherever you're listening, please share this podcast with others.